Welcome to Sundays from St. Rocks for the 14th Sunday of Ordinary Time. I'm Father Michael Gallagher, the parish priest at St. Rocks in Glen Iris. I hope this podcast will help you and your families spend some time in prayer as you keep Sunday as a holy day. You will hear the readings from the day, a short homily, and some time have some time to pray. Throughout the podcast, there will be periods of silence. Take those moments to think about the words you have heard in the scriptures and to talk to God in your own words. I now invite you to find a comfortable place to settle yourself down for prayer. Let's begin by taking a few slow, deep breaths to help calm our minds and hearts. Remember that you are in the holy presence of God, that he sees you, that he hears you. Tell God what is on your mind and heart today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let us acknowledge our sins and seek the Lord's forgiveness. You are sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, who in the abasement of your Son have raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy, For on those you have rescued from slavery to sin, you bestow eternal gladness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. A reading from the prophet Ezekiel. The Spirit came into me and made me stand up, and I heard the Lord speaking. He said, Son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites, to the rebels who have turned against me. Till now they and their ancestors have been in revolt against me. The sons are defiant and obstinate. I am sending you to them to say, The Lord says this. Whether they listen or not, this set of rebels shall know there is a prophet among them. The Word of the Lord. Psalm 122 
To you have I lifted up my eyes, you who dwell in the heavens, my eyes like the eyes of slaves on the hand of their lords, like the eyes of a servant on the hand of her mistress. So our eyes are on the Lord our God, till he show us his mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy. We are filled with contempt. Indeed, all too full is our soul with the scorn of the rich, with the proud man's disdain. A reading from St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. In view of the extraordinary nature of these revelations, to stop me from getting too proud, I was given a thorn in the flesh, an angel of Satan to beat me and stop me from getting too proud. About this thing, I have pleaded with the Lord three times for it to leave me, but he has said, My grace is enough for you. My power is at its best in weakness. So I shall be very happy to make my weaknesses my special boast, so that the power of Christ may stay over me. And that is why I am quite content with my weaknesses, and with insults, hardships, persecutions, and the agonies I go through for Christ's sake. For it is when I am weak that I am strong. The Word of the Lord. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus went to his hometown and his disciples accompanied him. With the coming of the Sabbath he began teaching in the synagogue, and most of them were astonished when they heard him. They said, Where did the man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been granted him, and these miracles that are worked through him? This is the carpenter, surely, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Jude and Simon. His sisters, too, are they not here with us? And they would not accept him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is only despised in his own country, among his own relations and in his own house. And he could work no miracle there, though he cured a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. The Gospel of the Lord. The lives of those people of Nazareth did not change after their encounter with Jesus that day in the Gospel because they did not have faith. In the second reading, we hear something of St. Paul's reaction to his counter with Jesus. He describes the struggle to be holy, to overcome his weakness and live the way that Jesus wants him to live. This is how he was inspired to live after encountering Jesus on the road to Emmaus, 
in contrast to the reaction of the people in the synagogue in Nazareth. St. Paul talks about the thorn in his flesh that he received. We don't know exactly what this thorn was. It was some temptation to sin that wouldn't leave him. We will never know exactly what he was referring to, but it is nevertheless helpful for us to know. This great apostle, later on a saint, struggled to avoid some particular sin. Despite his intense conversion, his radical living of the Christian faith, he still struggled not to sin. He did not feel like a perfect man that couldn't sin. That is sometimes the way that we see the faith, subconsciously. We think about a time when we will be holy, when we will have broken out of all our habits of sin and will no longer be tempted to sin. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. Due to our fallen nature, we will be tempted to sin for the rest of our lives. It doesn't mean we will sin, and the less we sin, the stronger we are in the face of temptation to sin. But we will always be challenged to stay on the path that Jesus wants us on. St. Paul says he is content with his weaknesses. It doesn't mean that he has accepted that he will give in to sin. It means he knows the temptation to sin will always be there. Like him, we need to avoid sinning and pick ourselves up and start again whenever we do. But the inclination to sin will never leave us completely. St. Paul prayed for this thorn to be taken away. But the Lord replied to him, my grace is enough for you. That means that God only allows us as much temptation as we can manage. If we feel overwhelmed and give in to sin, we can become discouraged. We need to remember that God gives us enough grace for everything that we face. When we do fail, we turn back to him in the sacrament of reconciliation, confess our sins and start again. Today, let's recommit to turning away from sin and living virtuous lives so that we may be filled with holy joy. Take a moment now to think of what you need to pray for today and the people that you need to pray for and offer these prayers either out loud or in silence. We sum up all these spoken prayers and the silent prayers of our hearts as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. As we conclude our time of prayer, unite your hearts to the words of this spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us in prayer this Sunday. We hope you join us again next Sunday. God bless.